0: Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Huffpower.
1: Hey guys, this is the Dear Doc Podcast, and this is your host, Dr. Christopher Huffpower. Before we begin, I'd like to thank one of our sponsors. How would you like revenue coming into your practice even before you reopen, Abella is the first and only solution that is helping practices to collect more money and faster. The best thing is that you can try it for free from now until June 30th. All you have to do is email info at abellaar.com for more information. That email address, once more, is info at r.com. And hey, Abella, thanks so much for sponsoring the podcast. Hey guys, this is Doc Updare coming to you from my home studio here in Alvin, Texas. And this morning for the Dear Doc podcast, we are joined by a new friend of mine, Sean Hamill. Now, Sean is kind of an expert in all things dental marketing. Uh, I've had a lot of different conversations with different dental marketers, and one of the things that just strikes me about Sean is his authenticity. If he's not the guy who can do it for you, he's not going to be the one to hold his hand up and say, hey, I can take care of that which I really like uh, because you know, nobody can be a master at all things.
0: So Sean, how are you today, man? Good, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Really do. After
1: after our conversations, I I really felt like you had a lot to offer my community. And um, so just so that we can get this out of the way real quick, are you paying me to do this?
0: Uh, no, I'm not. Shit,
1: man, I was really hoping too, But uh, no, guys, I don't have any financial interest in Sean's company. Um, I do have some financial interest in some competing companies, but Sean's just the kind of guy that that doesn't matter with. So, um, Sean, tell me a little bit about this new thing that you've started, uh, the art of dental marketing and, and, and why you chose that name and kind of what you guys do.
0: Yeah. So I started, uh, my initial marketing company was called Grow Practice Grow. I started it in 2016. uh, And I never meant to be in dental marketing. It just sort of happened. Uh, I was working uh, out of college. I have a degree in marketing and out of college, I got a job for a business advisory CPA firm that was in dental. And so I started to meet docs from all over the country. And because they knew that I was in marketing, of course, I was their marketing guy to ask questions to. So they would ask me things about, you know, their website and SEO and things like that. And you know, I would look at it and could, well, pretty quickly kind of see some discrepancy in where they were having issues. But the thing that really got my attention was the prices that they were paying for some of these marketing services. And so uh, I started to help a couple of buddies. And then, you know, they told a couple of their buddies, and it just kind of organically grew. And that was in about 2013. So in 2016, I actually was like, okay, uh, there's a, enough of an audience here that needs some help that's just based more of a integrity kind of vibe where we can actually just do effective marketing and they're not constantly having to watch their back or worry that things aren't going to perform the way that they're being sold kind of thing. Uh, And so it's just sort of organically grown. and, And as the years have gone by, you know, our message is very simple and straightforward. And we focus on our five really key elements of how we grow practices, which are speed, story, search, reputation, and then repetition. So building things that can be repeatable. Uh, and just optimizing for client acquisition costs, and making sure that you're not just throwing money away, doing things for the sake of doing them versus doing things that actually matter. And uh, you know, and also our approach in that dentistry is really a relational approach to marketing. And I'm sure when you did the intro and, and people read the description of this video, they're probably going to be like, "Great, another dental marketing guy, right?" Uh, and I get I get it. I totally understand it. It's something that all dental marketers I feel like have earned in this space with with the underperformance and overcharging and Right. And the silver bullet sales kind of stuff that's happened over the years. But, you know, we're we're a different approach. My company's set up very differently from our competitors. Uh, and we do things with intentionality for not only the doctor, but more so for the patient and actually what's moving people to choose a dental practice, to come back to a dentist, to accept treatment. And believe it or not, it's not clinical stuff that actually pushes people. It's actually relational. And, and we've talked about story and you've got your story yeah, bring copies and I was iTunes. I was gonna
1: bring that up. It was one of our first conversations that we had. And guys, so that you know, whenever I'm choosing guests for these shows, in general, it it's we we've had a few hours of conversation prior just because I want to know who the person is really. And uh, one of the first things that Sean asked me, um, he, he I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said telling his patient story. I said, Yeah, well the patient has to be the hero of their own story. He says, Have you read Build Your Own Story Brand? And I said, I haven't. I have four copies of it. If if so this morning before we got on, I actually arranged my shelf. So three of my copies are out front. If you can see the top shelf and the bottom shelf, there we got two there. I have another one on my de- on my bed stand at home, and um, I still haven't read past like the fifth page. I just I'm so busy these days. I'm 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 feeling guilty because I'm not reading as much as I should be.
0: Get but, Audible, man. Let it read itself to you.
1: Uh, it's just not the same. I like I like having the yeah. book in my hand, but. So to, to get further in this, one of the things that we discussed is, um, you know, you, you and I talked a bit, you know, I have a little bit of a tech background. I think maybe mm-hmm. my tech IQ is a little bit higher than some people. So I asked, I think, questions in geek that, that other mm-hmm. people can't ask. So <laughs> one of the things that we talked about was, what are some of the free ways that you can test the claims that your marketers are making? Because one of the things that makes me angry is when I hear about a marketing company that tells the doctor, oh, yeah, well, we're giving you this much, and you know this is the value, this is an ROI, but you're not seeing those patients trickling into your chairs. So you know something's wrong. So talk yeah. to me about some of the things that you would test. If you just, out of the box, you said, I want to look and see if my marketing is doing what it should do. What would you look at? What tools would you use? And I know that's a big, long one, so I'm going to let you have the floor and sure. speak for a while on that
0: yeah so we actually i use google for a lot they've they've actually spent a lot of time building some really great tools and so they have like lighthouse which will do a full site optimization and then the other tool like one of the first things that we look at and you and i've talked about at length is site speed that's that's one of the big things that's coming and a lot of marketers say oh it's not that big a deal but you know that's coming from more of a pride standpoint of like not wanting to acknowledge it because it's straight from google like it's coming directly from google And that's why I like to use Google tools because really their opinion is really the only one that matters at the end of the day, how you render, how fast you are. So, I mean, you can go to, there's a host of websites out there that'll check your site. A lot of marketing companies have their like third party sites that have their logo on them and they can adjust the backend to get them to say whatever they want. I've sat through the same sales pitches from reps trying to sell marketing analytics software and stuff. And so uh, I know you can cater results to say pretty much whatever you want, but Uh, I just use Google. It's black and white. It's transparent. You can run the test yourself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So there's a lot of stuff out there for that. Google Page Speed Analytics is is a great one, too, where you can get a rendering of how fast your site is, uh, which you and I talked about. Uh, And then there's, you know, probably my favorite tool. It's a paid, but SEM Rush is great. Um, I personally like it just because it's very in-depth, but they also can break it down where it's simple to understand what's going on. But really, I mean, most dentists that I've met can kind of feel if marketing's working or not. You know, as a marketer, if I come to you and say, oh, you know, I generated 500 website visits, but the phone's not ringing, then it's a messaging right. problem. Or, you know, maybe, and there's some offices that, that I've worked with where, you know, we had issues with people that were answering the phones and things like that that were Absolutely. causing... And we'll, uh, we'll
1: talk about those later, because I, yeah. I, know, I, I know some of those stories firsthand, because I, I've had some experiences with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, they're honestly there can even be a messaging problem if you're getting a lot of calls, Mm -hmm. because you may be advertising for the wrong thing. You may be getting price shoppers who are, who are, you know, tying up your people in the front, What you really want is not just volume. You want quality. You want Mm -hmm. pre-qualified leads and people who are actually shopping for what it is you're offering. You know, whatever that Mm -hmm. might be, it might be implants. It might be, you know, cosmetic work, it might be sleep apnea, it may just be a new Mm -hmm. dentist, but you want people who want what you have. And so I think that goes into it as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And your your cost per patient acquisition, that that clock starts, that ticker starts the second that your staff picks up the phone Mm -hmm. and doing everything you can to drive that number down is all about intentionality and clear messaging really. Um, Most people have an inherent understanding when you say you're a dentist, and that's one of the things that I run into with these really long, complex sites and there are multiple pages because you can't really keyword load and things anymore, which, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked about Google's right. really changing their algorithm to more relevance and uh, quality and things like that. And so you don't really need to keyword uh, load your site as much anymore if you optimize it properly. And the same thing with kind of spelling out dentistry. And I understand how it happens. I mean, I, went, I have a degree in marketing. Dentistry is very unique in that you are a specialized medical service, but nobody's picking you based on clinical skill, right? Nobody knows if you're a good dentist. They just know if you're a good dentist because my neighbor went to him and this guy I went to church with goes to him and he's awesome. That's all they know. And so it's really a relational branding thing where you're telling Absolutely. your story, why you became a dentist, what it is about your patient experience that's great. Maybe you do you know, a certain type of dentistry that can't get anywhere else, like pinhole or something. Maybe you're doing something right. like that. But still, at the end of the day, if people come in and they don't like you and they're not vibing with you. uh, It's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. And it has nothing to do with the dentistry. But most marketers would tell you, oh, spend more on AdWords when it's a messaging problem. And the beautiful thing about that is you can fix it and it doesn't cost you any money.
1: Exactly. You you, you said something there that I tell people all the time. Um, They ask about driving new patients into your practice. mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: tell them that they need to stop talking clinical. Because patients don't get clinical, they don't care even really. They, mm-hmm. they think they do and they'll make noise about it, but they don't really care. They know about the chair they sit their ass in in your reception area. They know mm-hmm. about the chair they sit their ass in in your treatment area and how they were treated in between. And that is mm-hmm. all they know. So mm-hmm. I think that if you're, if you're, if you're tailoring a message based upon clinical information, you have already failed right out of the gate.
0: Mm-hmm. Well and you're gonna you're you're gonna then get into your positioning your practice really for failure because then you're gonna the only things really that you can compete on are price. And you're right. never gonna beat the SOs and you should never it's a race to the bottom, right? Absolutely. And so by crafting a story, like giving people more of a patient experience, they're willing to maybe pay a little there you go. You know, they're willing to pay a little bit more. because uh, if you're their guy or you're their girl and they trust you and uh, it's just like anything else in life. We all kind of have a guy or I've got a guy for this or that, right. you know, uh, when you become that for people price, price is out of it at that point. And if, you know, a root canals 500 more dollars, but they know you and they trust mm-hmm. you and they like you, where do you think they're going to go? They're not going to go down the street, especially Absolutely. if you know, you've got your, your TC up there talking about care credit and stuff. There you go.
1: Okay. So let's, let's drill down dental pun, into, um, something that I think is very important. Um, you and I talked a little bit about this and I'm giving you a segue into it. Things that dentists can do. I'm a big believer in a give. I'm a big believer Mm -hmm. in authenticity whenever it comes to what you do. And, you know, even whenever I do ads, I don't talk about, you know, oh, Dr. Powers better dentist than anyone else. I talk about the procedure and I say, hey, this is what this thing does. I know you probably have questions because you don't speak dentistry. I'm going to try to make it simple. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you should talk to us as dentists the same way because we don't really know market. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it can be done by yourself if you take the time to learn it. But is it actually a great ROI whenever you're taking time to do that instead of, you know, treat patients where you make your money. So Mm -hmm. it seems kind of a backwards thinking to me, but I know some people are going to want to do that. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about some of the things they can do, like, you know, using Google analytics, using, Mm -hmm. using Google porn. I mean, um, incognito.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you, yeah, Google analytics is a great one to get a handle on. Uh, just, you know, and there's, there's training free from Google, which is great. They'll, they'll explain to you how to read what you're looking at, but at, the, at least then you're getting an unfiltered, hundred percent accurate reflection of what's going on with your site without right. it going through a marketer. Um, the other thing that one of the best things that dental practice can do right now is optimize their Google, my business listing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hardly anybody's doing it. And that's one of the. the so, how would go they do it? What, what, what are their yeah. Steps? Yeah, so, steps? Yeah, so as far as weaponizing your Google My Business, we talk about this a lot. So, I like that.
1: I like well, sure that.
0: I should. I should. It's a powerful thing, and it doesn't cost any money. That's the beauty of it. Mm. Uh, you just go out, you need to claim your listing. And I have resources for this. You can email me, Sean at Art of Dental Marketing. I give them away for free. Or Google has tutorials about all of this stuff. So you just basically claim and verify your business. Obviously you wanna make sure name, address, phone number is working properly and make sure that your name on your website is the same as the name in your business listing. So if it says street, don't use ST period, make it all congruent.
1: Now there was an issue with the Google algorithm a while back. Google will penalize you or it it did. And again, guys, some of my knowledge is like four years old. And so Sean, please don't hesitate. If I'm wrong about something, correct me. I'm not proud about it. Um, I know that a while back, Google would penalize you if you had multiple ads with different numbers, and so a lot of tracking numbers were causing Google uh, Google to push down your rating. Is that still occurring? Um, or it is. okay, so it if is. you have and different tracking numbers for different offers, which a lot of these marketing companies will tell you to do, and I get the understand, I get the reason behind it, but it may actually be penalizing you.
0: Yeah, and we're actually, I actually just dealt with this yesterday. We're dealing with this too. Uh, because Google encourage you to use dynamic number swapping so that you can track things, but Mm -hmm. they also built GMB to penalize you. So it's something that I've actually, I'm actually talking to Google about right now about how to effectively do this because you can add multiple phone numbers Mm -hmm. to your listing. But at the end of the day, it's still, if there's not congruence, the algorithm doesn't have human intuition, right? So there's a lot of people that say, Oh, you know, I'm Google certified and I can do this and it doesn't really mean anything. It just means that they sat through a two hour click-through presentation on Google, and they got certified in something.
1: Gotcha. Um,
0: so, you know, Google's constantly looking to upgrade and, and make things better, and, you know, they're human, too, to a degree over there, so, to you degree. know, they forget things. <laughs> yeah, they, they forget things, and, and uh, they, they make some goofs once in a while, but they're usually pretty quick to fix it. But with dynamic number swapping, we're dealing with that, too, right now, because it's really a, a powerful way to track what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing for now is we're just setting the practice website number back to the actual phone number that matches the Google My Business listing. Uh, and then anything that goes out like uh, in an email or if we're doing like a social campaign where it's an image so it's not really reading the data, uh, we're putting the dynamic number swap in there. That's, that's the best fix that we could come up with in the interim. So, so, But once you get all that done, you need to set your categories and, and services in there. Um, as far as your Google My Business listing, so, you know, set dentist, there's, there's a multitude of categories. They're adding them all the time. So if you do clear aligners, put orthodontics in there. If you do, you know, put right. teeth whitening, cosmetic dentist, whatever. Uh, there's going to be a host. You can add up to nine. So make sure you get your category game on point. Then put your services in there. Um, and I, I, again, I have a full resource on how to do this more in depth. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that you can do, too, is start posting in there. So what I think Google's going to do is Google Plus was a dismal failure, right? We all know that they tried to join the social media giants and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But what it looks like they're doing is they're trying to turn your Google My Business profile into a social media feed. So you can add video now, you can add photos, you can do posts, you can post events, you can post promos, there's all kinds of stuff in there that you can do. And where I'm hedging my bets on where things are going is eventually when you go in to leave a review for somebody, there's probably gonna be a button in there where you can leave a video review at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's kind of scary cause it's already kind of the wild west out there. People can really say and do whatever yeah. they want.
1: I, I was just imagining that myself.
0: Yeah. But you know, I, I, I have a feeling that that's where they're trying to go based on what they're doing. And, you know, we're always trying to be steps ahead with being right in line as, as things mm-hmm. change and being ahead of the curve, uh, which we can talk about later in terms of the services we offer. But, um, Just think of your Google My Business feed as a place to treat just like Facebook. So you're going to get residual benefit going out there and posting. uh, And it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. You know, you can do effective video marketing and things like that with your iPhone. If you have a phone in your pocket, you can shoot content that will convert. There's really not a diminishment in terms of conversion and engagement if you shoot something with an iPhone or if you have a DSLR. So just shoot it with the phone that's in your pocket. Office tours and things like that set your iPhone on 360 photo and stand in the middle of your app and turn around and take a photo. Yep. Stand in your waiting room, turn around, and take a photo. It costs $0 to do that, but you get and a I, huge benefit.
1: I think a lot of people don't realize almost all of the new iPhones will shoot in 4k. Mm-hmm. So you just have to go under your settings in under camera, just search for camera and it'll pop right up and you can mm-hmm. set your, your settings up. So you're going to get some really great crisp video. Um, I think we're really underutilizing it as a tool. I mean, it's, it's the tricorder I've always been waiting for, you know?
0: Yeah. So, well, and there's a, there's an app too called filmic F I L M I C pro. Okay. It's $15 in the app store. If you download it, there's settings where you can go in and set aperture and things like that. Uh, and I can give people some, some setup tips on it, but it looks like a DSLR. You can't tell. And it's wow. your iPhone. Um, so it's amazing. $15 one time and it's yours. But, all that to say, the video content's great. Most docs don't vi- do not do video because it's expensive, and it is. Right. But you can do this stuff yourself. Like, there's no reason you can't. And the well, more yeah. you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with it.
1: Honestly, you just have to have a Langley or a microphone. And one of the things that you will need to look for if you're doing that is you need to have an understanding of the number of leads that an iPhone jack has on it versus other microphones. You need to look at whether it has three or if it has four segments on the microphone jack because if it's got the wrong number it will not work but you can find converters so just do a little research on that that way you're not disappointed and I speak from experience there
0: (laughs) yeah or you can do the AirPods route or uh, you know the earbud that come with your phone will even work so anything like that but we've I've had I've helped docs we shoot office tours patient testimonials we did a full video like start to finish like crown restoration stuff we did all that stuff with an iPhone and you can't really tell Mm -hmm. the difference uh, between each other than it saved the doctor $5,000 versus having a video crew do it. So it's definitely really powerful. And we, you know, we try and play with all this stuff before we tell people to do it. So uh, it definitely works. And if you need tips on shooting video with your iPhone, there is a multitude of things out there on YouTube that will show you different things you can do with settings and all. Uh, Or you can ask, you know, people like us that like to do the duct tape kind of approach and save money where we can.
1: And, and so that you guys know, that's not saying there's not value in a production. Yeah. There really is. But not everything needs to be filmed with a production crew.
0: Right. So. Yeah. Now, so a great point. Yeah, totally.
1: Now, that really kind of brings us to um, the next thing I wanted to cover, uh, if you're cool covering this. Sure. Incognito mode. I mean, to me, yeah. this is one of the most powerful underused things that dental offices can use to check. And see if their SEO is being done correctly or if the claims that they're, 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 I'm gonna tell a short story. All right. <laughs> so I have Uverse at my house, and every time they come out, they say, Hey, you're running at, uh, at, 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 at 2,000 megabits per second. And I say, No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Look, you see, all you have to do is you have to use our app and you go to our site. Now you can't get into the site by yourself. You have to have my password to get into the site because it so what they've done is they've restricted a pipeline so that they have 100% throughput access and there's no one else using the site. And basically it's all fluff. It's ideal. You know, mm-hmm. ideally you're going to get 2 gigabits per second. The truth of the matter is it, it falls somewhere between 5 and 700. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make there is that you can make You can skew computer data any way that you want if you use specialized tools. Mm -hmm. So to me, the best way around that, the best way around your SEO company telling you, hey, man, we're firing all eight cylinders and we've got you page rank one through 10 on organic search is by looking yourself. But most Mm -hmm. people don't realize that cookies reside on their computer and tell their computer where to go because they know what you like. That's what their job Mm -hmm. is, right? Talk to us a little bit about Google incognito and why that cuts through the bullshit.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of things that go into your search results. Uh, it's crazy the amount of data that goes into this algorithm. But uh, incognito mode is a good thing for you to do because it takes your personal preferences out of it, basically, that's mm-hmm. all it does. Uh, the only thing with doing an incognito search is it still takes location into account. Right. So if you wanna search, like if you're gonna search in your office, you wanna make sure that you're always looking on your office computer, don't look there. Mm-hmm. And then look at home and then also understand that your results are probably going to differentiate based on the device you're using. So it'll be different on mobile. So go ahead and check both uh, in incognito mode and just see how you're doing and just throw your name in search uh, with a keyword or throw a keyword in search and see where you show up in incognito. Um, And then do it again in a week, but use the same computer, at least be in the same place. So Mm -hmm. if you do it at home, do it at home. If you do it at work, do it at work but it'll give you at least enough of an edge to know if it's working or not per se. Um, and also in <clears throat> there, there's like you said, there's so much software out there that you can skew to any, really any result that you want. Right. That's kind of a BS proof way to be like, okay, well we're not ranking because I'm at home right. and I have it, and I, and you can even say, you know, I understand that my personal preferences affect this as does my location, but I did an in incognito mode and I'm doing the search the right. same location every time. And they'll they'll tell you,
1: oh, well, we're using, we're using this professional thing. And this is one of the things we talked about. They'll say, oh, well, I'm using this professional program. And what it does is it transports me to your area and it lets me Mm -hmm. search as if I was a naive browser over there. They're going to throw a lot of technical words to you. The truth of the matter is, is what you find on an incognito search is what a person who has not searched for a dentist before finds on that device in your area. Mm and so if you're wanting to market to someone in San Francisco and you're saying Houston, Texas, Oh yeah. Hey, that's fine. But let's face it. That's not where your patients are coming from. Mm -hmm. So you made a really interesting point there that I caught. And I'm not sure if anyone else did, it's going to show you different results based upon the device you're using. So if you're using Mm -hmm. a desktop versus using a tablet versus using a phone, and there's several reasons for this, you're going to get different results, but you told me something the other day, this is the first year, you know where I'm going, right? first year that there are more mobile users than there are desktop users.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, that's what I, that's what I've seen and read is, you know, year over year, mobile usage has been increasing, but the scales are starting to tip where more people are using mobile devices than are using desktop computers anymore. So the desktop version of your site was always the key ranking factor. Whereas Mm -hmm. now I'm sure people have heard of mobile first indexing. Google has been working on it for years They've said this year that they're going to fully launch it. I don't know with COVID if that changed anything, but uh, your mobile site's more important than ever, and so is your right. site speed. And that's where testing your speed is vitally important, and it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice anything. It doesn't mean you have to sacrifice content and quality if the site is built right. Right. Um,
1: it's not just you, about changing the screen side, guys. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's different ways to present content that work better on mobile. Don't fall for someone telling you they're mobile, um, or what are they, mobile optimizing is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, your site, when they're just shrinking down the render, that's not
0: the same. Or they're, or they're cutting weight, like they're trimming fat, they're trimming assets. And that is the beauty of having a more mobile fluid site is when you, when you realize that having all of these lagging you know, clinical service pages isn't doing anything to my conversion rate, it's weight you can drop. So marketers are doing one of two things basically to keep up with where things are going. They're either cutting weight. So they're doing what's called like lazy loading. They're cutting down your images. They're di- diminishing the quality of the image, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're cutting anything unnecessary, which to me, if you paid somebody for a site build and they start deleting things off your site, they should give you a portion of the money back. Right. That's only fair. And I think it's like, you know, you have somebody build the house and they come back and they tear your garage down and you're just like, Oh, okay. Right we, need Thanks, man. We, we need those
1: nails. We need those for something else. <laughs>
0: Or the other thing that people are doing is Google AMP, which is fine. Google is giving you a little bit of uh, benefit for that, as they did with Google+. If you remember when it came out, it was a big deal. Uh, but Google AMP, it, it will render your site on a Google server. So it's not really your site that's rendering. It's kind of like a snapshot of your site. And that's fine, too. The thing that I don't like about Google AMP is what they did with Google+. They told everybody it was a big deal. And then they decided, eh, it's not worth our time. And they got rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so what are you going to do if three years from now, Google says, yeah, we're getting rid of Google amp. We're not going to do it. You just got to
1: rewrite your site. Come on. That's not that. Well,
0: you're, well, and you, and you're back at square one when you know we've already cracked the code and there's other marketing companies in different verticals that I see that have already figured out how to do this and bring the speed and things that you need and the user experience to you without having to take any of these shortcuts. And so, you know, Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, that what you say
1: right there was one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you. Um, I actually was talking to you about, I don't even remember if it was website chat or whatever. I don't remember. It was, it was some feature. I said, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? And he said, oh, it's a great feature. Now, we don't do it because there's someone who's better.
0: Yes. Yeah. If,
1: if, if I were you, I would use so-and-so. I thought that was fantastic. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug some other people that you do business with that you don't necessarily have financial interest in. Um, If you do, please make sure people know. But sure. um, give me some features and just real quick fire, if they're taking notes here, who is best at what features?
0: So, yeah, so real quick. So our business model is totally different. I felt uh, like it was a disservice to my customers to lump them into these big marketing contracts where I was doing like social media marketing and this and that. And they're paying for everything, but they're getting a subpar product because I wanted to be greedy and get as much money out of them as I could. I wanted to change that. And so we focus on the things we're really, really good at, which are website design, local SEO for dentists, paid search and video marketing. Those are our four key things that we're really good at. And so what I did is I went out in the space and explored all of the other opportunities and and vendors that are out there and went to look and see who I felt was elite. And again, this is my opinion. So I don't want anybody to get mad at me if maybe I haven't heard of your product yet, but of the ones I've seen and I wanted to set it up where my clients could get access to these other things in different verticals where they can get the best service that's out there and have it work with everything that I'm doing to a degree where, where we can you know work together instead of everybody being in their own sandbox. So right. uh, we have partnerships with a few different people. So for social media, I like my social practice. I'm a big fan of theirs. I think what they do, how they do it, the quality of everything they're doing is fantastic. Uh, there's another company called Novature Media, which is new. Uh, that does a lot of branding coaching and, and marketing consulting, but they also do social media management. They're really mm-hmm. good too. Okay. Um, as far as like reputation, the reputation piece of our five tiers. So speed, story, search, reputation, repetition. Uh, there's a few. So there's uh, Swell, a big fan of Swell. I like their functionality.
1: I love we them too. Can, I use them myself. Can,
0: yeah. So we can assimilate everything Swell does instead of me going out and trying to make it where I can do online scheduling and As you know, we talked about, there's so much overlap with so many of these services where you're paying for maybe one thing, but it does the same thing as five other things you're paying for. I always thought that was ridiculous. So like with our Swell uh, partnership, um, you know, it's not exclusive or anything. We just work with Swell. We can offer like online scheduling and the review support and chat and everything that it does. Uh, We also have, you know, Podium is another one. Uh, BirdEye is another one. So you know, you Lin, have Lin Tao options.
1: will be glad to hear you say that.
0: Yeah, good old Lynn. good old Lin. Uh But you have options with people that have got their little, their little part of the overall marketing scheme mm-hmm. figured out, and they're really good at it. And to me, I, it didn't make sense to not allow my customers to have access to people that are better than I ever will be. They're better than I ever will be at certain parts of marketing, right. and so I'd rather be really good at a little bit than kind of mediocre at a bunch. So that was that's why we set things up the way that we have.
1: Okay. Well, fantastic. I hope that uh, you guys research those companies and um, this was unasked for by them. They don't even know that they're going to be on the program. So, um, all right. That brings us, let me see here. You mentioned something earlier and I wanted to give a follow up question on it. Oh yeah. It was, um, you're talking about marketing and you're talking about the things that you market for. One of the things I've always told people Uh, that I feel is part of my success as a practice owner. Um, And I I may be utterly disastrously wrong. And so you can correct me on this and it totally won't upset me. I've always felt that you shouldn't be just advertising for patients. You should be advertising for procedures that you want to do. Like if I want to do implants, I advertise for implants. I don't advertise for new patients because I think that the ROI on that is much, much better. And it allows me much like your company to drill down to what it is I'm good at and what I like and to do only that. What's your opinion on that? Even, even if it's a contrary opinion, if I'm just full of crap, tell me.
0: No, you're not full of crap at all. I, I like it. I mean, it, you know, your patient experience is better when you're seeing the patients that you want to see and doing the dentistry that you want to do. And I think just like in anything, it makes sense to put your, effort into the kind of dentistry you want to do and the patients you want to go after. Uh, and you know, if I wish we had copies of building a story brand to give away. Um, or maybe I've got a
1: couple people (laughs) keep keep giving them to me.
0: (laughs) Well, man, that's a sign. You got to take it in. You just got to drink it in. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you're going to be happiest when you're doing what fulfills you the most. And with your marketing, once you get things built properly and you're telling your story, how you get people in on, oh, well, you know, he does implants, great. Why should I let him do my implants? And that's where it immediately goes to, once it gets past the financial question, which they're gonna look at reviews, right? They're gonna look at before and after, they're gonna look at probably Google, uh, and read your reviews and how other consumers have had an experience with you and things like that. So as long as you can really position yourself to tell the story of why you should be the person providing whatever service you wanna market for, as long as you have that foundational element in place and you're ready to rock you can really advertise for anything you want and you'll see the roi go up typically just because humans are wired for storytelling and it's all in that book uh that's a big cornerstone of of what uh adms based on are the principles in that book and a few others
1: all right well i'll read the darn thing like i said I, i've gotten past like the first I guess first 10 pages or so i i just i'll do it this weekend i, I promise you pinky swear
0: well, we could, you know, we can talk to Glenn Bow too. He and I do a business book review in his healthcare entrepreneur group every month. Really,
1: so I didn't know I could, that.
0: Yeah, we're doing Atomic Habits right now. That's one of my favorite books by James Clear. If you haven't read it, you should. It's life changing. Um, and building a story brand, maybe we I'll can add it to my list. to do that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or get Audible, man. Just get Audible. Just, 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 just give in and get Audible. I, just,
1: I really just love holding it in my hands and the smell of a book, and you yeah, know. I, I'm that bad person that makes little notes in the, in the margin. And, you know, I've actually, I've tried to stop that when I'm reading. I'll come out here sometimes without the kids because they drive me nuts whenever I'm trying to read. And I've got this little book and as I'm reading something, I'll keep it next to me. And I go, Oh, that's a great idea. It may not be even about the book. It may be huh. just be something that the, something someone in the book said. I go, Oh, Oh yeah. Eureka. That's, that's a, that's an important thing. And I'll write it down. So if anybody ever steals this book, I don't know.
0: I'll probably, I'd probably steal that Schechter, honestly. <laughs> if I, if I yeah, no kidding. Way, I, probably, I do like that Schecter. I'd probably steal that thing.
1: So um, what else, what else can we cover? Um, we've, we've been talking a little while here about some of the things that they can do on their own. We've covered Google Analytics. We've covered um, the uh, Google Incognito. We have covered um, making sure their website is mobile. Friendly because that's going to be a big thing on their rankings. What other? I, I want to give them five. What other two things would you put down as the two most important things that they can do by themselves without bringing a professional? In? And then we'll cover some of the things that you guys offer, and some of the things that you can do to help them.
0: Yeah, you know, really one of the most powerful things that a dentist can do is create video with their phone. The reason why I like video content is, mm-hmm. you know, even though you may not like the way that you sound or the way that you look. It's, it's a you thing. It's not a we thing. And so most people aren't going to judge you as hard as you're going to judge yourself. But the reason that I like video for dentists is because you, you're so busy. You have limited time to create the content. And one video can craft many pieces of content. So you sit down and do a 10 minute video, a five minute video on why you became a dentist, for instance. That's something that will factor into a buying decision. But you shoot that one video, you can cut it up into little micro pieces of content that you can filter out to social media. You can use it on your website. There's all kinds of things you can do. You can take the overall video and post it evergreen somewhere on your page or on a landing page. So if you want to do implants, make an implant Mm -hmm. video where you're just answering implant questions and it's just you. It's authentic. People are getting used to the people having earbuds in their ear answering their questions. People are getting conditioned to that. But the other thing for a busy dentist too, is you can take the audio file from that and you can strip it and make a podcast with it. So you're not having to create I've got to shoot a video, then I've got to do a podcast, then I've got to do this. You can do one thing and create all of this different stuff. So you can make video, micro video, podcast, use Fiverr, one of those services where they'll transcribe the audio and get the audio transcribed and create blog posts with it or create quote cards for social media where you're taking like key things maybe that you say uh, and you want to build a, a whole social media post or, uh, or something like that around it. And you can do that all with one video. And then you just segment out the creation of, and that one video yields you maybe a month worth of content for 20 minutes that's, of your time.
1: Th- that is a great idea. I'll be frank with you. I'm far too lazy to do that. It, I, I'm listening to your ideas. So I'm like, Oh man, that sounds like, no, nah, I don't have time for that shit.
0: So is, well, is, is, where, there where,
1: who, is there someone who does that? Do you guys do that?
0: Uh, well, I mean, we help with video content creation, but, it, but, If you want to do it yourself and you don't want to break the bank, there are are a lot of like virtual assistants or Fiverr people that you could create the video, give it to them and be like, Hey, transcribe this, cut it up, uh, send me placards for quote cards or make the quote cards yourself. There are Mm -hmm. people out there that will do that for you. And it it costs a fraction of what it would hear to have somebody like me do it. But that's what I would do if I was a dentist. And that's where I always try to come from when we're making decisions you know, we don't have a blanket approach to marketing for every office because everybody's story is different. Therefore, every dental mm-hmm. practice is different. And so we I want to talk
1: to you more about that offline whenever sure. we're finished because I think you have some really great ideas there. I want to know more about those quote cards and where you put them. I mean, is it like an Instagram mm-hmm. kind of thing? What's the deal there? Um, you know, if you honestly, cover it, if you, we can.
0: well, and if you want to, one of the, the people that have really nailed a central message and getting it out in various forms on social media is are pastors. Churches and pastors are really good at this with Bible verses, yeah. with the pastor's um, spin on on whatever his sermon may be. Usually they have a, a focused sermon for that week, and they're creating a ton of content that supports it in these video shorts and these quote mm-hmm. cards where you'll see the pastor's face and there's a quote. Or you even see him in business. You know, you'll see Bill Gates or something with a quote that he mm-hmm. said, those kind of quote cards. But it's just branding, and it's it's simple to give people that stuff on scale really fast when you're just creating one video.
1: You know, I never, I'm going to go to hell now because I just haven't had this thought before. And now that I've had it, I can't get it out of my head. Um, the similarities between dentists and pastors, they're trying to get a bunch of people to come who really aren't interested in giving up their time to get there. Um, it's all based upon uh, some end game of either oral health or, uh, or, or eternal bliss, I'm going to have to sit down and think about that more deeply.
0: (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, half, half the country is not scared of pastors the way that they're scared of you guys, but they're really, they're really good at messaging and marketing. And so, you know, whether you're religious or not, you know, whatever your faith background is, there are still lessons that you can learn from watching the things that they do. And they're really good. Uh, A lot of like Craig Rochelle with Life Church is one of my, Uh, favorite people to follow on social Mm -hmm. media. I love the way he positions himself. You know, he's an older guy. He has a very similar message to most pastoral folks, but he appeals to every age demographic and he appeals to men. He appeals to women. He appeals to everybody because of the way that they segment and set up his content. And Mm -hmm. it's really masterfully done. If you don't take the, I'm not watching a pastor or whatever out of it, and you just watch it for what it is. It's, I'm going to really check it out. I, job. I,
1: seriously, yeah. you've you just sparked some ideas here that I had not even thought about plumbing for, you know, for, for media ideas. That, that, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, so we've got one last give. What is our last thing that they can do themselves?
0: Really, the, the most important thing right now is site speed. I don't care what anybody says. It's okay. straight from the horse's mouth with Google. So run some tests with Google Speed Insights. And then, you know, you can reach out to me or there's a multitude of people online that have written about this. You can go in and look at if you've got WordPress or, or whatever your site's built on, there are certain themes and things that are built to help with this. And just talk to your web developer and say, hey, I want to get some speed. We've got to pick things up. I need you to look at this. And may, I know you may
1: want to be very specific that you're not looking to make a drug deal. You know, you're just right.
0: You want, yeah. you're <laughs> to be right, right. But, you know, I would just tell them like, hey, because. Frankly, most marketers that I've seen, I'm not damning anyone or anything like that. I'm just saying most, most companies that I see aren't proactive in really doing what's best for the doctor. But if you ask them, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So just look out for yourself and just see what your, what your score is. I've seen some sites from uh, some of the bigger marketing companies. And you're talking like 52 seconds on mobile to get to a full interactive, which means everything loads. <laughs> You've got three ain't to nobody,
1: five. Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: No. And you've got three to five. And, and also, you know, HubSpot put out data that for every seven seconds after three seconds, or for every second after three seconds that your site doesn't load, you have a 7% drop in conversion. So every second, you're 7% less likely to convert that person if your site's not loading.
1: Yeah.
0: And Nielsen too did studies where cognitive stress for people now when, when websites don't load is comparable after three to five seconds, you start to get into like a complex math To watching scary movie range, which, if you think about that, it's funny because I'm sure you, I know I've been frustrated when something won't come up on my phone, but think of it in terms of dental when you've already got somebody who's apprehensive. I was
1: gonna say, I don't even wanna know what the stress level is equivalent to going to the dentist, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing about why we do what we do with speed and things. Like, it's cool, they're great selling points, but we do it because it's good for the industry and it's good for your patient experience because you've got somebody who's already under. More stressed than they normally would be because they're scared of you. Usually, absolutely. And so you're adding in the compounding factors of the stress and things that it's proven that people are experiencing. It just makes for a bad patient experience. It gets them, you know, frustrated and aggravated if your site doesn't load. You know, maybe you have a better chance of converting because patients are happier because your site loads 40 seconds faster. Stuff like that to look at. So uh, again, you know, there's really not a uh, science to. Uh, to any of this, in terms of anything that anybody can say, you know, I'm an absolute expert, and you know, you you made the comment that that you don't know as much, and I we probably don't know as much next week as we do right now because Google changes every single day.
1: Good point. And
0: SEO changes every day. All you can do is try to stay ahead of it and and do what's right for your clients and do what's right for your practice. Um, and so, you know, I'm happy to to provide insight and advice on where things are going. And you know, we hedge a lot of our bets on where we anticipate. I'm kind of like a, a marketing day trader. <laughs> Like we're always trying to anticipate where things are going. Uh, but I like having my clients ahead of the curve because they reap benefits. Like in, in terms of speed, you know, my clients annihilate a lot of their competitors in terms of speed and they get benefit for that. Mm-hmm. They're optimizing their Google My Business and posting. Their competitors aren't doing that. And so they get benefit from that. And it's not like we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just kind of getting back to basics. And it's amazing how far you can get with basics in a dental practice yep. to market it to a local audience. So it's amazing
1: how far you can get with basics in dentistry.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: of itself so i think i think we've covered a lot of great ground of things that you guys can do yourselves and now Mm -hmm. i'm going to give sean a little bit of a chance to talk about this thing he's building now this art of dental marketing what services they offer and um exactly how you can contact them and get their advice and and maybe even engage them to do some of your marketing
0: yeah thanks so much for that we uh we we really focus on our our core offerings like i said you know we do Ultra fast websites. They're optimized for speed. They have full functionality. You know, we can do video backgrounds and motion and all that stuff. We can do all of that. Uh, but our sites are optimized for speed. They're built specific for converting patients in, into actually coming to the practice. So uh, you know, you can have the prettiest website in the world, but if it doesn't convert people to actually do what you want them to do, it's not helping the practice. Um, so you know, our, our sites come with a lot of really cool stuff. I built it for dental practices. So with us each month, you get unlimited basic edits uh, and things like that. You get, you know, your SSL and all that normal stuff that people offer. But with dental practices, it's in your business model, you're going to have a lot of change. You're going to have staff changes. You're going to constantly be having new patient testimonials and things. And I never understood why you would want to nickel and dime and charge somebody for every single little update when it's, you know, it's not a normal uh, or it's not any other kind of business. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. And the staff turnover and the fact that you want to get patient-facing people out where people can see them and see the ops and things. So you get a lot of really cool uh, build-ins that are built specific for dentists in the way our package is set up. Uh, everything's cloud-based. So, you, so each uh, client gets their own like data collection setup form where they can send photos and changes and things cloud-based. You're not having to mess with sending email attachments and Dropbox and all that stuff. Um, Also with our sites every site gets progressive web app technology, which is something new that's coming out Basically, all it is is you can save down the mobile version of your site as an app on a a device So if you have a phone or a tablet And it is cool. It's neat. Uh, We do it for one big reason and that's referrals. So Mm -hmm. uh, If you have part of your new patient onboarding that they're going to download your your uh, site as an app so basically instead of downloading a data pack from the app store you're mm-hmm. just saving down your mobile site to your home screen and it facilitates the app instance through the website. So it's, it behaves just like an app. It looks like an app. It's ultra fast. Um it's, a, it's available offline. It's pretty awesome. The reason we did it is because when you, when you go and somebody says, oh, who's your dentist? Or, you know, I like, for instance, when I go to church, I see a kid in braces and I'm a dental mm-hmm. nerd and I go to their parents. I'm like, who's your orthodontist? Mm-hmm. Right. They always, I don't think I can recount anybody that's ever been able to tell me the practice name or the doctor's name. It's mm-hmm. just always, oh, it's uh, it's doc- the, doc the doctor over there by McDonald's. I, c- right. I can't think of their name. That's what you always get. So the idea being here, you can be like, oh, here's their app. Here's their phone so number.
1: Can you airdrop that? What? Can you airdrop it? When you download it onto your home screen, can you airdrop it?
0: I've actually never fig- tried it. Well, we'll have if to you try can figure
1: it. out a way to do that, that is a game changer.
0: We'll have to try it out. Let me make a note. Absolutely. Well, I'll make a note later, but I'll remember that because you and I talk a lot. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, it, so it is cool tech um, and it is, you know, a neat, shiny thing. But at the same point, we did it for a very specific reason in the patient journey of just assimilating your practice, to your patient's lifestyle, because they have an app for everything. Why not have an app for your dental practice where you're right there? And the beauty of it, too, is it takes Google out of it. So it takes them seeing your competitors out of it because the next time something happens or it's time for recall, mm-hmm. boom, you're right there. They don't have to get on Google. So, um, you know, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of our websites because we could do a whole show about the stuff that we uh, were building. Uh, In terms of SEO, we have kind of a light and an ultra service. One includes like link building and citations. The other one is really like Google optimization. We have Mm -hmm. great results with both. Uh, One We had a client last month had more calls in that month than they have had in the last like 11 months. So this is pre-COVID too, just because we optimized their Google My Business listing, which... Again, all of you can do yourself and you can start reaping the benefits. The other thing about Google business that's great is it's not like SEO where it's cumulative. Like you'll start to get benefits really quick because your competitors aren't doing it. You know, posting the ROI just in posting in your feed once a week is amazing in terms of what you're going to get for the time spent there versus dollars and effort spent paying somebody to do SEO that maybe doesn't even understand dentistry. And they're right. just coming from a technical SEO background. So, uh, And then from there, we do paid ads. So we do Facebook ads, Google AdWords, specific for dentists. We can do you know custom campaigns. You and I are, are working on some stuff together. So uh, there's well, a lot can, of cool stuff. Can I stuff. let
1: the cat out of the bag on that one?
0: Sure. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, so guys,
1: I'm actually doing a test site. Sean said, hey, I think I can help you with this certain aspect of your marketing. Can I be specific? I know you were a little worried about upsetting some people. Can I be specific about that? If, one if or not,
0: sh- sure. Okay. If you want to, we just don't want to step on toes.
1: Absolutely. So I'll step on people's toes because I've got big feet. I'm used to it. So <laughs> I'm actually having Sean build an implant marketing only site for me. And as you guys probably know, uh, Get Practice Growth builds my main page site. They do a great job. But I wanted to do some really targeted, fast marketing for implants and to see what kind of ROI I can get on that. And um, so I told, I told Sean, hey, I want you to guys to build me a, a website specifically for this, and we'll make a case study of it. And I'm going to be very open about the data that we get in. Uh, Sean may be upset about that if it doesn't work well, but I got a pretty good feeling no, after no talking worry. to him. It's not going to be an issue. So um, stay tuned. I will be giving you guys an update. Um, Sean, how long does it usually take? There's another one of those those bugaboo questions from marketers. Like, no matter no matter how, how, how long it's been that you've had the marketing out, it's always a month more. Like, if, mm-hmm. it's only yeah. been out a month. It takes at least two months. Oh, man, <laughs> only about out two months. Say three, three months. How long does it really yeah. take for a website to take off and start showing results with the way that you guys do it, with optimizing for speed and, and your Google My Business?
0: So the funny thing is, is we've never had congruence where we've gotten the same results every time because everything's Mm -hmm. always, there There are always discrepancies. Some practices take off really fast. Some practices still lag uh, and we have to constantly be monitoring, changing things. The main difference with marketing companies that are like working for your benefit is that they're the ones that are proactively telling you, hey, we're not seeing the results we want. Here's what we're doing different. Right. Versus there's no results. And it's always, I need more time. I need more money. Right. Exactly. That's usually the answer. Absolutely. So, you know, I always like to sounds set like expect- the
1: government actually,
0: <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> but I always like to be, to set expectations up front and just be right. honest with people that, you know, th- this is a, an experience game and, and a expertise game. And we put our best effort forward and, you know, we'll talk about each month we're going to go through it with you. And if we see things we're not happy about, we're not going to just sit in it. We're going to constantly be trying to find ways mm-hmm. around fixing it. So I would like to say once we get these up and running that we're going to at least have some traction within a month to be able to see what's working, what's not working. Uh, I don't like to waste time. That's one of the big things with Art of Dental Marketing is we're able to be very intentional and efficient. And so we're able to charge fair and normative prices. We don't include dental tax. But if I can do something in three hours that it takes another marketing company seven hours and so I can charge you less because it's less time, there's more more value Yep. Well, and there's more value to you if I pass the efficiency back to you Absolutely. to be able to get equipment, to bonus your staff, things like that, where the patient experience is going to be better, right? That, and at that the end begs, of the day, that makes the practice better.
1: That begs one last question before, uh, before I let you get back to your very busy Saturday. Um, <laughs> and that is when you create content, who owns it? Does the dentist own it or does oh, your company
0: practice? Own it? Yeah. The practice owns everything. We don't, uh, We don't hold anything hostage. I think a lot
1: of people don't check for whenever they go into these deals. They don't understand that a lot of these companies own their website and if they pull the plug, they're left with nothing. And that's a disgusting practice in my book.
0: Yeah, or they'll charge you a fee to get it or or to have it. Uh, And and we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot, yeah. Mm. But that's that's why I started ADM. Speaking of dental tax. Well, and that's why I started ADM was because I was tired of seeing a lot of this stuff. And there's good marketing companies out there. We're not the only company that has this mindset we're just very open and honest about where we come the position we come from and I don't think there's anybody else like us that's set up in terms of being able to let you have so many options with a lot of the, the awesome tech and things that are out there there's some really cool stuff in the space if you go you know kind of peruse different dental boards and things like that people there are people a lot smarter than I ever will be that are coming out with some really amazing stuff um, so, you know, feel free to, to check it out. And if, if we can make it work, which most likely we can, if you have something that, that you're, you you want to use, you know, we like local med or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that works with us too. But if there's a, something new or, you know, there's a lot of dentists and, and people that are building cool things. Uh, there's a really cool company that I came across called Startaloo. I don't know much about them, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I've, I've sat through kind of a product demo and it basically is to help you get more case starts with like ortho and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's looking at maybe moving into some other verticals. I'm not exactly sure, but all that to say, there's a lot of really cool things built by dentists for mm-hmm. dentists. So like Envision Stars from Nathan Ho, it, it's Absolutely. very similar to well and Bird Eye, and you know he does a fantastic job. He built it specific for dentists. It's an awesome product. It's sitting mm-hmm. out there, and so you know why not let let customers and dentists take advantage of all this cool stuff and make it work instead of locking them into you know, one thing or one company. It just didn't make sense to me.
1: Absolutely. And before I say this, I have to say in full disclosure, I have no financial relationship with Nathan, uh, but Nathan did a particularly good job with the COVID screening portion of his application. They added on right away and they were able to push that out to dentists to, to make it a a more seamless process. So, you know, Mm -hmm. kudos to him on that. He does a really great job with what they do. Mm -hmm. So Guys, you have wasted another hour of your life listening to the sound of my voice. And uh, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast and supporting our sponsors and our experts. Now, again, Sean owns the Art of Dental Marketing. Uh, they are not sponsors, they're simply experts that we brought on so that they can answer your questions. And I'd like everyone out there to take advantage of this. If you have a question and you want to ask it anonymously, put it at dot format. And I'm sure that Sean will be overjoyed to be able to help you. And if you'd like to, mm-hmm. o- you'd like to ask him directly, um, you can always email him at.
0: It's Sean uh, <laughs> S S S E A N Sean at artofdentalmarketing.com, or just visit us at art of dot com. Uh, You can find us on, you know, on Facebook, uh, there's an art of dental marketing Facebook group. Uh, we, you know, it's not salesy. Like I want to be different. And, you know, we teach practical things that you can take, today and go do today and make your practice better today. So, you know, we're trying to, to be unique in that approach too. Of It's not always gimmicks and sales. Sometimes you just need to work together and help each other uh, to be able to grow dental practices and take care of people, which at the end of the day is what hopefully all of us are trying to do.
1: Fantastic message, man. I love it. Thank you again for joining me. And guys, yeah. thanks again for supporting the podcast. Have a great day. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.